This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D. Marky Davison. As always, how you doing, mate? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go, Joe <laughs> Flacco, Jets. Come on. Can you believe it? We're going to cheer on Joe Flacco. Yeah, man. I heard they're like half their offensive lines out now too. Which really, makes it pretty crazy. Yeah, there's like three guys oh. that are out. Like, so we'll see. I don't know. This is going to be the young rookie versus uh, Joe Flacco of what 17 years now he's been playing the league. Yeah, Forty thousand something yards, Super Bowl champion. You know, back in the day, uh, right, long time Raven, one time Denver Jet, and now he's versus Scholar Thompson. It comes down to that. I, I'm okay with the Bills game versus Pats, but the Jets versus Dolphins. That worries me. That's going to be the one. And I, I'm also okay with the Steelers versus Browns. I think I think Steelers can beat the Browns. We'll talk about that today too, but I, I reckon they can beat the Browns. Easy. So it's yeah, it yeah, well, that's, that's 100%. And, and so the title today shows all about one percenters. I know the Steelers, I think you said to me, Mark, the Steelers have a 17% chance to make yeah, the playoffs yeah. now. But it, about a couple of weeks ago, it was like a 1% chance <clears> of making the playoffs. And, you know, there's a big sort of analogy or um, – uh, quip or mantra or um you know term term in in sport and life around it's all about the one percent it's one of those little things that are going to tick you over the line um, and this team's focused on that down the stretch since the buy and i feel like it's made made all the difference um and now they're now they're really like you know they're actually a realistic shot of making it but they have to take care of business against the browns and i think that's going to be a lot of a focus of what we talk about today because everyone's focusing on particularly after everything that happened in the Bills and Bengals game and thoughts and prayers and best wishes and, and all the best to DeMar Hamlin. Talked a little bit about that at the start of War Room this week. So my thoughts are, are sitting with that. Um, you can go back and listen to that or people on the live, live chat, go back and listen to that later. I think the bigger thing is obviously that affects how the AFC, you know, panned out yep. to a degree. We've seen the movement around that in that game. Look, I think if it affected the Steelers more, we were talking about, but look, they did what they felt least affected the league. I thought they should have come up with a way to play the game. I think in professional sport, even if you have to wait, hold everyone back, it's a better thing. But anyway, going into it with this week's game, the number one thing the Steelers have to do to control their own destiny, destiny is win, right? Like they can't, like they lose their route. And, and I think exactly. all the attention's on all this peripheral about what's been happening around it and not enough on Steelers got to win the game. So that's what we're yep. going to try and focus on in today's show. Um, good segue into that. Actually, before I do that, um, before we get into the injury report, I saw something on social media when I woke up this morning. Now, it's only just gone 10 past 8 in the morning as we, we do this show live. And according to Jeff Hathorn, and this is according to one of the Steelers social media accounts, not the official Steelers social media account, but it's like a Steelers blog. Per Jeff Hathorn, before making a decision on the future of OC Matt Canada, Coach Tomlin and Omar Khan will sit down and discuss it with Kenny Pickett. They will seek his Ooh. input and opinion on the current state of the offense and go from there in the offseason. 
says a lot about how highly regarded KP already is in the organization. Hopefully, we can have he can have some more input on the hiring of the future OC as well if Canada is let go. Now, I don't know if anyone listening to this show heard about that. Um, Jeff Hathorn, isn't he like ninety three point seven the fan? Um, anyway, no idea. Not, not our job to advertise. Oh, the, the, the rumor mill—that's where all the rumors start. That's exactly. <laughs> this is, let's just talk, I just want to talk about this for a second. Like, I like that KP is that highly regarded, and it tells you everything you need to know about the Steelers and and what they think of Kenny Pickett. It tells you everything about Kenny Pickett. But I don't know. Like, part of me, if I'm Kenny Pickett, I want to say, and definitely they'd have to talk to him about it. Does he feel like the the OC? But Kenny has an existing relationship with Canada, and I'm also like, you have only played one year. So I'm just kind of like, how much does his opinion weigh into the decision? Is it like a 30%? I could understand that. Mm. But is it like 70, 80%? And I don't know. I don't know whether I'm ready to throw all those eggs in that basket yet. I'm not sure. And and if Kenny says, no, 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 we should stay with Matt Canada, is that going to, you know, piss off all the, your like, Deontay Johnson, your George Pickens, your Pat Freemus who don't get the ball as much as they probably want to? I just think it's an interesting situation. And I, and I thought... You've talked about this so much, Mark, about Matt Canada, and you talk, we were talking about it on the post game of the other platform you're with, Pittsburgh Steel Syndicate. You asked me a lot about this question, and so yeah, I, I didn't think there's no one better who I wanted to ask this question to than you. Like, well, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? The, the, I guess the one analogy for you know Kenny Pickett having a voice is, you know, I'll bring it back to the to the bar sense, and this is probably not related at all, but it will make sense in a minute. <laughs> But bring up the bar sense. When I was working the bar, right, I had a I had a night manager. You know what I mean? I had a night manager, yeah. and the big boss was never there. So what better way? And I know that they they can see the field and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't make too much sense. But still, my the night manager right now is Matt Canada. Okay, who works with your crew? Matt Canada works. Kenny Pickett. Your staff need to feel comfortable. Correct. Yeah. So if Kenny Pickett does not feel comfortable with Matt Canada, then he goes and talks to the big boys. That being Tomlin. And Omar Khan and the Rooney and say, you know what, guys, look, I know what you guys see, but what I see is this. And he's not allowing me to do this, this, and this. Because mm-hmm. I can't focus on all one thing. So if I was annoyed at my night manager saying, look, I'm a really good worker, but he's throwing me under the bus. Like all my dishes are clean. Everything's it's not my fault, mate. I'm telling you right now. I do mm-hmm. my job uh, perfect, right? And maybe Kenny can do that. But maybe maybe the stopgap in the middle is the Matt Canada system or him where that's why they want his, they want his, uh, I guess, influence or, and why would you want, why would you want his opinion? You know, what better way for, for a workplace to, to be organized and having someone's opinion on someone who you're working with, you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, I know it's a really bad, bad analogy, but the analogy was that, well, you're working with him so closely, he does deserve some input. Now he doesn't deserve the whole thing, but I, if me, if I was an employee and my night manager was saying, Mark, you are the worst worker ever. I can't stand you. But then I go, look, man, go back, look at the tape. Look at the tape. Go look at the security cameras. You'll see me running yeah. around like Roadrunner, round in circles, serving everyone. Go and ask the fans, which could be, you know, uh, the the customers, how well I treat them, and you'll get a better response. Now, yeah. that was probably the worst analogy in history, but it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> and Kathy, Kathy brings up a good point in the live chat that, you know, they want to avoid a Ben-esque tantrum. And, and I can completely understand that. I think it's right exactly what you said. I mean, I, the best organizations I've worked in regularly had skip-level meetings where you meet with your boss's boss. 100%. And, so yeah. they get an insight, right? And, and when it's not done, 
or that that's not a policy that's implemented organization-wide in terms of the five, six companies I've been in my professional career outside of everything Steelers with. I've found it quite odd because I think it's a really good thing. I got to interview where well, I got a new boss in the last six months at my, my other work and I got to interview the candidates for that. And I thought that was really good from my my old boss who is my boss's boss now. That was a really good um, tactic by him um, because you feel comfortable with the decision. I guess my, my sort of piece is... Uh, I think, as I say, it's more about the weighting of that decision is what yeah, think it what, says. What, like, is that going to be the be all and end all? And that, that's what I think is interesting. I've not heard this anywhere else. It's just something I work up to. But I wanted to get your sort of take on not, it. not going to hurt his input, but we don't want to say, you know, Kenny Pickett has 100% of, uh, you know, the decision making. Okay, oh, Kenny gets what he, get he wants. No, he's only a second year player. Let's not, go, let's not go crazy. And even to a certain extent, even like a player like Big Ben shouldn't – we all know he did orchestrate the offense near the end and he, was, he did what he wanted to do and no one could fire Big Ben. You couldn't fire him unless you, even if you played to 50. You wouldn't be able to. But with this scenario, yeah, get a bit of input and maybe his job isn't safe on the line. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You've got to score more points. So this is not scoring points, right? And maybe, field, and maybe maybe Tomlin's into keeping Canada. <laughs> maybe Pickett goes, guys, this is nothing what I have. Uh, Tomlin's going to shift shift the blame to Pickett and say he doesn't like you. So see you, mate. Didn't we talk <laughs> last week about Kenny Pickett throwing a ball and writing his name saying you're fired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it right. That's right. But no, I, I think it's a it's a it's a healthy decision and it, it, it's a good one as well because it involves everyone. You know, and it shows you as well that Kenny is the guy. Like Kenny's going to Yeah, I like that. Drive. I like what you're saying there. That try and vary it between like uh, Khan and Tomlin and Pickett there. That's really cool. They're working together. They, like, they... Do you know what else that makes me think? What does that so... look like for the draft? What does that look like mm-hmm. for free, free agency, right? It does make me nervous because I've seen the whole bring Jordan Addison in who did well with Kenny Pickett, like the whole Jamar Chase Burrow thing, like the waddle. And, um, is that going to happen? Is you're the draft guy. Is that going to happen or not? Because that's all I hear. And I'm like, is that just, a, is that just like a mainstream media subject? Like bring that guy in because you have to. Well, like, the is that interesting really happen? thing, like I don't want to get to injury reports. It's a great question. The interesting thing is Jordan Addison going into this season was a top eight to 10 pick, right? Top six to 10 pick, depending on which team is drafting and trade backs. I've seen a few mocks lately, particularly with like the draft network who I, who I read a lot of. They're putting him more in the 20s because he didn't have the best season and just knowing who needs wide receivers and who doesn't. If you think about where the Steelers are picking, he's going to be on the board. So before going into the season, people talked about it with pick it off. He gets the starter role. They'll draft Jordan Addison the first round next year, blah, 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 blah. They'll even trade up to get him. Da, 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 da. I sort of sat there and went, not happening because the Steelers aren't going to do that because it's going to require too much draft capital, capital, capital wall. They're not going to pick where that spot is. Then they would, when they were two and six, it was like, they're so far, like the wide receiver is not going to fix things for them. Don't do it. Mm. Now it's like, well, the Steelers are going to pick up. Uh, someone will correct me. I'm probably wrong. Somewhere between 16 and 22 or something like that, right? Pretending, pretending on where the playoffs fall. Just, I'm just telling it off the top of my head as I react. I don't even think about it. So somewhere yeah. in that mix, right? 16 to 25, whatever it is. And then it will say they win a playoff game and they make it through. So, Addison quite realistically could be on the board. But again, it goes back to what I've said a million times. I think this team's a good cornerback short of a good team. Everyone thinks they need an O-lineman. I actually think there's a lot of value in the second, third round on the O-line, particularly in the interior O-line, but they're looking good there. Um, 
So, look, uh, I, don't, I don't know whether they're going to draft Jordan Addison or not, but the top three wide receivers right now on this team or the top three pass catchers are Freemuth, Pickens, and, and Deontay. And Deontay's too expensive to move on next year. They could choose to do that the following year if, if he's not you know, performing. And the Steelers have such a good record drafting wide receivers in the second and third round. And the wide receivers in this draft aren't the, the best. Mike Lone says we're picking 31, man. That's it. Hey, I agree with that. I reckon we are picking 31 and we're going back to back because they have Claypool. What a <laughs> what a what a terrible receiver that guy is. And who got that? Who got that right? Me. <laughs> yeah, well, I said there was gonna be issues with getting him into a wide wide receiver yeah. position. But anyway, I've seen a worst receiver in my life. So so to answer your question, I don't know. It could happen, it might not happen. I think the odds are I'm gonna pick the field versus pick like them picking Jordan Addison. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting, but it does make me interested to see how it does affect their free agency, how it does affect other players they might want in the draft and what have you. But that's a good segue to the, the injury report that we do each week. It's going to feel weird if we don't have to do this next week. I'm hoping we do. As frustrating as I hope we've got to do an injury report on next week's show. Um, but Deontay Johnson full practice Thursday, Friday game status, not listed. You just he plays, uh, Trey Norwood is out. Um, depth piece for the Steelers. Najee Harris was rested um, on Wednesday, full practice Thursday, full practice Friday. Actually, I should say thank you, Steelers, for actually for completing the, the report for Friday. That's really helpful for us on this show. Um, Arthur Mollette didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, did practice fully on Friday, not listed. You assume he plays. He's, he, he's actually really important for this. And I think he's really important against uh, David and Joku as well, um, led offense. Minka Fitzpatrick is questionable. He did not practice Ooh. with the ankle on Wednesday, Thursday. He's limited on He'll Friday. Play. He, he He'll play, mate. Yeah, he he's missing too this. much on the line. Yeah, missing this game. Um, James Pierre, concussion, but he full practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It just depends where he's out in the protocol, I guess. Uh, Miles Jack, questionable. He was, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. Steelers had did a lot in the – and obviously we, big, the big news was Mark Robinson out of last week's game, so – I mean, he's questionable. I'd prefer to have Miles Jack there with just knowing what the offense we're going up against. But if he's not there, it, it, it's not the loss. It's not the loss on the on the defense that it would have felt like eight to ten games ago. Um, Highsmith limited Thursday, full on Friday, and he'll play. Dotson shoulder did not practice Wednesday, fully Thursday, Friday. He practiced, so he should be there. Cameron Hayward was rested Thursday. Had the Veterans Day Wednesday, full practice Friday. He'll play. Um, Larry Ogunjobi did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, full on Friday. He, they're just managing his injuries. Um, and so you'd assume he'll play. Now on the Cleveland Browns, Javion Clowney, I'm going to start there. Did you see he yeah. came out and talked about yeah. not being a Brown next year? Then he was sent home. So they're, he's... They're, they're an absolute, like this organization, no offense to, because I know some, I know some actually good Browns fans who are good people. No offense to them, man. This is like, how could you continue to support this team over and over? It must be so hard. Like your your guys speaking is out of turn and he got sent home and doesn't want to be there. And it's like all this mess, man. So much mess in the organization. How can the Steelers the Steelers can't lose to a team like this this week? Like, I don't think they can. This is what this is one. Look, if the, the, to me, if we the other two games go our way, Joe Flacco goes out there and you know reignites his Super Bowl MVP and gets four TDs and whatnot. If we lose this game, I'm gonna be so mad because we didn't do our part of the job. Right, at least at least do your part of the job. They have to win this one. 
So anyway, so he's unspecified. I can't see him playing when the when the Browns are seven and nine. They can't do anything in the division. They're out of the you know they're out of the playoff hunt. I, I don't see him playing. Isaiah Thomas, their defensive end, if he's a rookie, um, he's out as well. So there's a bit of that's going to cause some issues. But they they they've got they're quite deep in the defensive end position. They had got a few guys in this draft, including Perry and Winfrey, that um won the Senior Bowl MVP. Then they've got Ethan Pope. Pochic or Posick out. I've never actually heard his name pronounced. Um, center illness. He was did not practice Thursday for the illness. Uh, fully practiced Friday, unspecified. Uh, Denzel Ward, their gun um, cornerback, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday with a shoulder. He's questionable. If he's out, that is good news for the Steelers, and I feel like it's heading that way. Um, Dionis Johnson, particularly shoulder, right? If that's a niggle. You don't want to damage that in a in an AFC North matchup, and then you've got to get soldier shoulder recon, surgery or something like that in the offseason. They do not want that from him. Um, Deonis Johnson, their running back who hurt us last year, did not practice Wednesday. Was limited Thursday, Friday with the shoulder. He's unspecified. Miles Garrett was rested. Um, did not practice Wednesday, or Thursday. Full practice on Friday. Mission to see if he plays. Obviously, he's the one that you know is the um, player that. You know, stirs us all up as still fans. Another uh, reason why, another did reason not why they're terrible. Pardon? Sorry, I'm just saying. Another reason why they're terrible, man. Yeah, like, he's an awful. Look, he's awful. You he's look back at it. Time. You look back at it. There should have been like the really, the really the NFL should have done more than that. Like, I, I it, this still irks me to this day that he was allowed to go and grab the helmet and swing at someone's face. What irks why, me is why that are you the still race... in the league? You're, you shouldn't be in the league. What 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 irks me as well beyond that is the the race thing, like. I'm well, just... let's let's dive into this a little bit. What, okay, what you know, Hamlin, Hamlin, this really annoys me. Hamlin goes down with a heart condition, right? What if he knocks him out, knocks Rudolph out, and Rudolph goes to hospital or dies? I, I, I must this admit, is, is I must admit, I feel like I feel like if that incident happened in today's in today, like not absolutely three or four years ago, I think it would be a whole different story now. I, I, I think he shouldn't be he shouldn't be yeah. playing. There's no mate, way you agree. you grab uh, a helmet and swing that. It's assault, it's mate. It's it's assault. Like, but they all laugh it off. Even to a certain extent, uh, is it the one from the uh, the bloke from the Rams? That dude, Aaron Donald, did the same thing to his to his teammate. Like sometimes we put him on too much on a, on a pedestal on a, on, a, on a hierarchy. Oh, this yeah. guy's the best. This guy's the best. And they're trying to show the kids the game and whatnot. And he seems swing a helmet at Rudolph. And then people, some Steel fans were attacking Ogan Joby because he went and defended his team. No, that was his team at the time. Now Ogan Joby's playing some good football for us. I hope that Ogan Joby. But who knows? But there. also, you don't know. Like, put it put it this way: one of my best mates in the whole wide world, right? One of my best mates. I met him on a rugby field when we were sixteen. We played for opposing teams. We played for opposing schools. The schools hate each other, right? Like it's it's like Baltimore um, Steelers, like hate each other. The end of the game, we beat them, right? We'd lost every single year against them since we were we were 16s. We've been playing them since we were 13s, right? So four years, it was the fourth year, right? 16, 10, 17. And, uh, or 2016, sorry. So it was four, like, we lost them four times by plenty, like 50-point margins. They were a much better team than us. They had really good players. They gave out scholarships for, for the for rugby. We didn't. And we beat them 7-5, right? Like so, we beat them by a touchdown, and we converted it. They didn't. They didn't kick their. We didn't. They didn't kick their goal. And in that, at the end of the game, he said to, he said something to me about how we cheated to win with the ref. And I called him a bunch of names, and he grabbed my shirt. And this is when we were meant to shake hands in the, the game. Anyway, we ended up in a whole brawl. 
he and I didn't throw a punch. We were just arguing each other, holding our shirts. <laughs> a massive brawl, right? People got suspended from school. It was like we didn't get to the honor of, of 16s plus was that if you're in the top team, because it was we had many teams and it was graded, that you got to keep the jersey in the season. No one got to keep the jersey. That was the penalty for it, the works. But we didn't see to this day, like we've even recently, both of us have heard about things that happened in that fight. We didn't even see what happened and we didn't even realize we'd started a fight. We were just holding each other's jerseys and people saw us like about to get into a scrap and it just was the, the tinderbox that set everything off, mm-hmm. right? And then I met him a couple of years later on a night out and we became absolute best mates because we thought it was hilarious. And anyway, we've been the best mates ever since. Um, uh, actually, lives, he lives in the US now. Anyway, point being is sometimes you're in those situations, you don't know what goes on around it. You don't like, so with Ogan Joby, he like, I can't remember the clip off by heart in terms of how he knew with the helmet, but who knows what he did. He was the heat of the moment. He defended his team, just like our guys exactly. did for us. And it's, that's, that's the sort of thing you want. Um, anyway, I can't believe we've gone. No, it just, it just it irks me because, you know, some Steel fans I have read around there saying that, you know, they didn't like like Ogan Joby coming over because what he did to oh, come on, Mason man. Rudolph. But it's like, that's heat of the moment. At the same time, Miles Garrett, when you look back at it and everything going on with Hamlin and the safety and, and two and the concussions, he shouldn't be playing the game. I'm sorry. He shouldn't be here. He should be, see you later, mate. Cut your bye. So hopefully they can they can limit him and he doesn't get the Kenny Pickett because the Ravens guys were going for Kenny Pickett last week and the week before too. They're trying to, they're trying to you know, rough him up too as a rookie. And the refs aren't throwing the flags that Brady gets for, for what uh, Kenny should 100%. be getting. 100%. So I'm a bit nervous about this, this Kenny being in this game, not because like, 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 not because his ability, it's the people that are trying to tackle him and then just not. You know what, players. though? I'm excited for a Jalen Warren like punch. Oh, he might be able to, to rough them up too. He's ready for it. Play you know what else I'd do? If I don't know if like, I don't know what Mark Robin, I don't know what Mark Robinson's defensive responsibilities in this game are. I don't know what his blockings looks like as a running back. Part of me just thinks on one play. Just throw him out there so when Garrett comes through, he just comes in and just smacks him, right? Delts him out of the park. Um, but I'll finish this injury report and we'll go to our yep. break. Um, Amari Cooper did not um, – said not injury-related rest and also says hip anyway. Wednesday, did not practice, limited <laughs> on Thursday, limited on Friday, unspecified. You'd assume he play, he'll play if he can. And Jack Conklin is out there right tackle. That's a big deal for them. Um, that could be very helpful for the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of our pass rush. And so with that, we will go to a break on this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. Hold tight if you're listening live for a couple of seconds, and we will be right back with part two. And we're back on Steelers Touch down under, I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison. Wrapped up the injury report in part one. Yeah, any other feelings and thoughts coming out of that injury report? No, I'm just just what I said in the first part. Just really annoyed at Miles Garrett, and I hope they hope they uh, take care of him. And um, yeah, I just I'm just still just perplexed at the way it's the way the league goes, though. It's like okay, we're trying to do all this safety stuff, and because you know even even the hit back of that Chris Boswell hit when he threw the pass like because he wasn't a quarterback he got knocked the f out and that doesn't count it's just some of these things boggle my mind sometimes when they say that they they preach safety and all this stuff and then you'll allow someone to knock out a kicker like that or Kenny Pickett gets you know roughed up so I want to see a, a a hard game like a safe game but physical too 
But who knows what's going to happen with, with these with these Browns? We don't know because they've got nothing to play for. Yeah, well, they I, do, I they, think the they Steelers just want to end season. Get, yeah, I was going to say, I was, this is why it's interesting with the O-line. I feel like the Steelers, like Dan Moore's doing enough. I feel like they could go get a tackle in this draft. That sh- they could just go get, if they get one that's like 80, 90% of what they need, like in terms of what they're looking for, but he's the nastiest guy, mm. get him. Like I want, I want someone nasty that's going to go up again and a big guy that's just going to get Miles Garrett and go, uh-uh, not happening, mate. Not um, today. Yeah. I'm not sure that tackle is there in this draft. They've got there's a much more interior offensive line focus, but that's going to be one of my focuses as I get into the draft um, over the next few months is who are the mean and nastiest guys on the offensive line? And and that includes even who are the mean and nasty, is there a mean and nasty tight end as well that's just absolutely going to be come out here and actually put it on Miles Garrett. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so, <laughs> so in the live chat saying, talking about Dan Moore versus Mark Garrett. So Mark, last week, Najee and Jalen Warren ran riot, literally yeah, ran yeah. riot over the, over the Ravens. Do you see that happening again this week? Is, is this what can lead the Steelers to victory or is it going to be all on Kenny Pickett's shoulders? I think we're going to see probably the same game plan that we always see with um, the the Matt Canada offense and, and just run the football. But if, if, if it is working, getting three or four or five yards, fair enough, go and do it. You know, uh, nothing's really going to change. I don't think they're not going to implement them going five wide and, and finding pickings where they, you know, they could be, but they're going to revert to the run game and then build off that and time possession and then it wins the game. So, because uh, we've, we've seen it all year, it's not going to change, right? I don't think so anyway. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. I talked about this on War Room, so you can go for more detail on this. You can go listen there, but I want to get your thoughts on this, Mark. So points per game, Cleveland are ranked 16th in terms of allowing 21.7, right? And the Steelers are 20, 29. They like they um, are only scoring 17.5. The points allowed, sorry, yeah, points per game. Cleveland are only scoring 21.7. Steelers are only scoring 17.5. But the points allowed, Cleveland are allowing 22.1 and the Steelers are allowing 20.8. So it's right. kind of interesting from the perspective of the Steelers aren't scoring as many, but Cleveland let in more than the Steelers average. But Pittsburgh mm-hmm. don't let in the amount of points that Cleveland are used to scoring. And then the takeaway difference is plus three in the Steelers' favor. Again, pass yards is literally a three-yard difference. The Steelers are behind in that, but you know that could all change this week with Kenny Pickett, good game. Rush yards, there's 27 yards difference, but the Steelers are just sitting outside top half of the league. Um, defensive pass yards per game in terms of, um, from that perspective, is, uh, that they're allowing, the Steelers allow 225, Cleveland allows 196, but the Steelers allow more than, what the, the the Browns have been getting, but on the defensive rush yards allowed per game, Cleveland, uh, like, sorry, the Pittsburgh have allowed 106, which is seventh best in the league. As I say, Cleveland are used to getting 147, but Cleveland are allowing 134 and the Steelers are used to only getting it on average of 120. So what I'm basically saying is Cleveland allow more points in usually than Pittsburgh scores. Pittsburgh has a tighter defense than what Cleveland's used to. This kind of makes it for a really interesting matchup. Like the Steelers statistically are on song. We should come out on top, Um, but we know that's not how these matchups go, but it's a lot closer. It's funny, even though the Browns record is seven and, and, and um, seven and nine, you sort of sit there and you're like, well, parts of this team 
I mean, there's still love those big steel fans were confident in it. But when you look on paper, it's like, geez, this is actually a tough matchup. But when you go into the numbers, it's like Steelers really should win this game. They, they well, even just looking at the games previous from the buy and stuff like that, the Steelers should win this game. They're six and two. But I, I think what's funny about this offense is it's doing really well in certain parts, running the ball, but they're still seven, what, 29th in the league. So yeah. they scored 17 points a year, and Matt Cannon's offense last year was 20. And even that's like, you know, kind of bad. You've got to be scoring 23 points for this defense. So, and we've seen that too in, in the back half of games, second half of games where, you know, team, they're not allowing teams uh, points in the second half or they allow like three points and we win the game because we come back and win. Now, if the Browns get out to a big lead, like 14, 17 points, it's going to like, it's going to test Matt Canada. And when, and when Matt Canada's tested, they start throwing the ball in different scenarios and it doesn't really go too well. So they've got to build off the run again, but, I don't think anything's going to change, really, to be very honest. It's going to be Najee Harris, back up Warren. It's going to be, hopefully, Kenny Pickett can find Muth or a safeguard in Deontay Johnson or maybe even feature Sims and, and get the ball to Pickens. But nothing's going to be really... We haven't seen it. You know, Mike Tomlin talks about, you know, limiting the splash plays on defense, right? We haven't really seen any splash plays until the fourth quarter, until the game-winning drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, going in the field, 75 yards, 85 yards, and Kenny Pickett's got the, the NFL record for that, which is fantastic, you know? First rookie in history to, like, back-to-back uh, comeback wins, which is great. But why aren't we seeing that at the start of the game where, we, where you know, they can drive the football down the field, but they, they can't convert. The Last week was a, was a prime example. Go all the way down there and get a field goal. They couldn't convert from the, uh, from the red zone. So that, that, that falls on the team itself, Pickett, all the guys. It also falls on Matt Canada trying to, to you know, um, outsmart the opposition, really, when you think about it, and you just, just can't do that. Like that, maybe that's why that Tomlin's bringing the guy in and saying, "Hey, is, it, is, is this guy good enough for our team?" Because you have the pieces. Like you throw any football to Pickens, he's catching that. Like they talk about fifty-fifty balls. Reality, it's like sixty forty, maybe seventy thirty. He's getting that football. Yeah, it's plus seventy thirty. His hands, and, and are, he has the so most. Good. He has the most in the league. He's unbelievable. A rookie wide receiver in history. Like it, um, or oh, it's 2016 or history. I can't remember what I read, what I, what I read with that one. There was some stat about 2016 in the same paragraph that I read it in. Um, but Brian Brown's right. And I was thinking about this when I'm, cause like obviously all the games that affect the Steelers are playing at the same time. So there's not, you're not going to see anyone rested halfway through or anything like that. But the good news is the Brown season is almost over and they can go back to being the off season Super Bowl favorite. I just, I think at half time, if this Browns team are down by eight plus points, Unless the Steelers make dumb turnovers and touch wood, touch wood, there's no mm. stupid fumbles or interceptions. I, I don't mind if there's an interception or two if Kenny Pickett's pushing the ball down the field and all the rest of it and the scoring points. But, like, I, I can't see if there's – down by more than a score at a halftime, I can't see the Browns. I don't think the Browns have got the ticker. You and I talked about – remember we did ticker on sling, sling and the Slang um, 18 months ago, two years ago, and what that means. But they don't have the heart – to come back in this. I just don't see it from them, particularly away in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh have everything to play for. Terrible towels wagging. Um, who said in the live chat earlier that TJ was going to have a big game? Yeah, it was Brian Brown as well. It's a Brian mm-hmm. Brown show. Uh, TJ, what is going to wreak havoc? Yeah, this could this could be a two and a half sack game. Actually, Matt, I reckon got... it's going to be a two and a half sack game for TJ Watt. But Mark, over and over or under um, TJ Watt, two sacks. I'd say over. They've still got to me, look, um, you know, without mentioning the off-field stuff, because, you know, it's whatever right now, but like Watson is not a good quarterback. You got, you look at him this year, he's not playing nah, good man. football. 
he, he maybe next year when he when he gets things together and it, you look so much stuff is going on in his life of course you know of course with all that stuff on the on the off field but like you know him on the field I, I saw him throw a football right to the ground like like dead set rolled out tried to find his halfback went right to the ground I'm like what the, who is this guy they would have been better off playing Mate, he's completing fifty six point seven percent of his passes. Yeah, he's got a few TDs there and two, but it's not he's not a good quarterback, man. Like he 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 won't what is their will but besides beating the Steelers, what is their will to win this game? There is no real will to win this. They, they they're pretty much done. Like Steelers just take control, get up by 10 points, and you should you should be able to cruise hopefully to victory. Should be. It's gonna it'll still be hard, but what are they playing for? They're playing for nothing. And they always want to play for to beat the to beat the Steelers. The Browns are like obsessed with, with us. Or the fans are. Uh, the players are like we want to beat them and end their career. Well, rather than worry about us, go and start your own one. You know, go and start your own um, dynasty or dynasty or whatever however you want to pronounce it. Like they, so they went and got the the best guy. Oh, sorry, not the best guy, but like you know, the highest paid quarterback this year. Gave more than money. Lost all their picks. Now Javion Clowney's getting sent home. They're just they're just a, uh, an absolute failure of an organization. And someone said in the live chat before too, it's not the fans. Like, no, I respect some of the fans for hanging in there. And, and oh mate, you to, can't you can't hate like, on the fans for hanging in. The there, organization man. is not doing them justice, not helping them out. Like we talk about firing Tom in front of these guys. The Browns have never won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, remember that they've won like one playoff game in what thirty years, which was against us for sure. But other than that, they went and got Watson. They thought that was going to turn this, the, them around. It hasn't. It's cost them draft picks. It's cost them like capital and money. They don't know what to do. They're not. They, they almost have to force to play him now, right? Because he's that he's that high of a player. But I would have went yeah. with Brissett. Brissett was playing awesome. He's, well, not awesome. Sorry, he's playing good, right? Not awesome. But still, they have a good running back in Nick Chubb. They just don't know what to do. And this game is 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 meaningless to them. The only the only meaning they have is to beat us, and we have a we have a bigger meaning to win. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it. This is what it comes down to. It's um. What about the what about the Steelers defense? How do you think the Steelers defense is going to go against this team? Well, they've been playing better on the run too, right? I think like guys like Cameron Hayward, they they kind of know like let's win this game at least. They want to win for Mike Tomlin. Uh, I know I know fans say that 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 stuff doesn't matter, but to the players it does. You know, Arthur Mullet, those guys came out and said it does matter. Uh, Minka, all these dudes, man, all these guys, I think are starting to play some better defense, and they're only really allowing like one one long drive or one TD. Then then they then the the, the ship uh, you know tightens up. So. I think they can they can take them on because you're at home too. There's so many things. Like, how many more things do you need? The Raiders game was the prime example. The Ravens game was another good example of like you have to go and win. Now you're at home. Do they really every player on that squad, do they really want to lose and walk away with a losing feeling at the end of the year? I don't think so. They're gonna play their heart out this one. I'm telling you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm less worried about linebacker. I'm I'm worried about the secondary. I, I I'm going to sit on cornerback all all off season. And it's about the cornerback position for me. Apart like apart from maybe a good another tackle, um, you know. And I actually think we need a future at center. I think this could be the year you get a center in the second round that sits behind Mason Collins or center for the next decade. But um, you know, and it, maybe his name's Jarrett Patterson <laughs> out of Notre Dame, or maybe it's Steve. Villa, one of my favorite offensive linemen in this coming up in this draft, who's playing for TCU and will be playing in the college football championship. But so you want you want Patterson to pick it to Pickens. Yeah. That's that's Triple the P's, man. The three P's. <laughs> those three people hold the football for it for a drive, for a touchdown. Yeah. Patterson to pick it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson snaps a ball to Pickett. Pickett throws a ball to Pickens. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make it happen. Let's go. Maybe. Uh, oh. We know what. I well played in a game. This is why they need to be up by like 50 points. And you and I talk about smashing another team is like to be able to do like a bunch of laterals, like Pickens oh. laterals it to Pickett. Pickett laterals it to. You did know, you see? Pat Freeman. Oh, yeah, Pat as well. Pat, Pat. Did you see the uh, the Spanish announcers? They were like, Pickett, Pickett. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. That was hilarious. They're so excited, man. They're so keen. Killer peas. Oh, that's funny, man. But no, I, I think this is like this is like really meaningful. Like for the Steelers, it's really meaningful. And for the Browns, like, oh, we just want to go and beat the Steelers and get them out of the playoffs. But it, nothing says to me that the, the Browns can win this game. Like how how many like I always think back to how many points are oh, pigeons to oh my goodness. <laughs> so well like you know, how much you know we should do that should be the new name. The Steelers should do use this pigeon seat. As a legion of foreign fans, right? So any international fan that lives outside like continental America, right? Or continental North America, we should be called the pigeons because like we fly in and we fly out, right? We should be like the pigeon brigade. Uh, it's just too many. Uh, and there's you know, pigeons such an Aussie, like we have pigeons, like it's a big thing here, right? We literally <laughs> could do this. This could be hilarious. Extend the, <laughs> extend the pigeons for an extra five years. Sign them up. All right. <laughs> you know well, what, though? Like, they'll have this. I'll have this. They should announce the official, like, grain sponsor of the Pittsburgh Steelers who, like, feeds the pigeons. <laughs> well, okay. Look, listen. I'm just saying, how many points? How many? I, I, really? How many? How many bloody words? Well, the pigeons out this week? With the, do we know if the pigeons were out this week? I don't know. I'm I'll look this up while you, 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 you talk. I'm coming to a realization. How many words have the word, letter P in it? Because I was going to ask nothing. How many points do you think that, uh, that realistically, can Watson score? 50. Like that's it. I, no, no, Watson, Watson. Oh, Watson. Like really, I maybe maybe a TD, not two. I could maybe see maybe twenty-one points for the Browns, but maybe nothing more. Do you know what I mean? Like you might get a running touchdown. I don't see them getting two. Uh, Watson might get a touchdown himself. That's you know fourteen, few, maybe a field goal. I could see the Steelers holding them under under about you know twenty points if they can. And then of course we just go out there and have one of our best our best um, offensive games of the year and score 24, 20, 27 points and we should win. So um, yeah, Mark Tobin says uh, the, the Pittsburgh uh, pigeons, but I think, I think this game comes down to, Oh man, these uh, Jared devil comes and says the Aussie magpies. I can't stand magpies. Are you a big fan of magpies? No, not really, but a lot of people mix them up with like the Karawongs as well. Karawongs are right. But the magpies. I'm on the Steelers uh, pigeon Twitter account. I'm trying to find out whether there's a lot of tweeting about the penguins, which I'm not a fan of. So I'll pass that around. Robert says, uh, Mark, are you wearing your Joe Flacco t-shirt Sunday? I'm not wearing the Joe Flacco t-shirt, but I de- we definitely need him to win, right? Like that's something that needs to happen. So they got to. Mate, you know, I've still got, I, I talked about this in the live chat of your Steel and Asian Australia show. I have had a Steelers, um, I had a little Steelers Christmas tree ornament, which is a truck with a tree on top of it. And every ever since that's been out on the tree, even though oh, it's yeah. away now, that the seals haven't lost a game. So that sits in the same spot on a shelf that the Christmas tree was next to, <laughs> in the exact same position, angled the exact same way, ready to go for the game. The picket that's behind me in, in the background, like that's going to be worn again. 
That's three games. Haven't right. watched it. Have one t-shirt underneath. I'm very superstitious about this. I'm keeping everything the same. I got a question for you and a real question. How, like, what would it mean for the Steelers to actually make the playoffs? Like, like dead set. Like, you know, we, the, all I think the fans- it's everything. I think, like, look, if we don't and we win the game, we need to win the game. Even if we, we need to win the game, not just to make the playoffs. We need to win the game to keep the culture, to keep, I think a lot of people, I was thinking about this yesterday. A lot of people get tied up in the Mike Tomlin losing season. Mm. Put that aside. He do, I actually don't think he cares. He, he's comfortable enough in his own seeing skin. He knows he's got big enough balls. He doesn't have proven to anyone. Mm-hmm. Now, this other people might really hate me for saying this, and I know that there's people that you know do frequent the live chat at times Say which it. think very differently. But what it's important is actually the culture and the mentality of winning no matter the, what, what adversity you go through. And that I think if the Steelers, even if they miss the playoffs, for the Steelers rookies to go nine and eight after being two and six, and not even just the rookies, you look at the cohort of the offense that are under 27, including Deontay Johnson. The, the teams wish for this season, and this is our rebuild year. Like, 100%. I, I you can't you can't overstate enough what this game means to the next three to four years of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just to finish uh, that out. And Ben might say to me, it's just one game. It doesn't. It does. Because if you go eight and nine, there are a bunch of flow-on effects that are going to happen in this offseason. And there's a bunch of flow-on effects in who you're getting in, who you're cutting. Do we? Do they clean house with Miles Jack, Ogan Joby, you know, with a spoon? And, and I mean, I think two of those guys are realistically gone. But it affects, you know, I need to draft for three or four years' time. We're ready to really win in 2023. Even though they still saw us there and win now mode. It can't, questions come into the psyche. If they go nine and eight, it's what are the three or four things that we can do now on and off the field that are going to change the game for us? And and by change the game, actually change the game, like those one score games that are, are going to, you know, get us three or four more points a game that are going to improve our defense so that other teams are scoring even less. Beyond even what Kenny Pickett's going to, pro- like his progression into year two is going to be incredible. Yep. Um, and that's that's what I think is really interesting about this game. So it's not about Mike Tom losing season. It's about the mentality of this Steelers team. Absolutely mentality. And exactly, J Devil, you brought up in the live chat. J Devil says Spillane was talking about how all the players don't want to be in Tomlin's first losing team. Yeah, exactly. Think about what that, that, that feeds into that mentality. And you know what? Imagine like how does this position the Steelers to go into free agency next year? Right? They don't have a rookie quarterback, they're quarterback year two, right? So people mm-hmm. are like, and they don't have Trubisky, right? So People aren't sitting there going, ah, oh, Chibitsky didn't work. Will they draft someone? Will they want whatever? For veterans, this team looks a lot better in 2023 right. than it does right now. For draft picks, it looks a lot better in 2023 as well. Not that draft picks get a full say on where they're going, but but you know what I mean. So yeah, I I I think I think this could be like really oh, I just can't wait to watch I just can't wait to watch them play. I don't say and look, it'll really it will really suck if if the other team, other games are like blowouts in, in whichever way early on. Um, but this, as I say, for me, this is all about Steelers taking care of business. If you make the playoffs, well, I think, as you say, I think often the whole season resets at that point. It's, it's all square once you make the playoffs, right? Let's leave that next week and beyond. Playoffs. Yeah. Uh, st- we'll leave that to next week. But I, I just think, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. <clears throat> I, just want the, I wish the game was happening now. That'd be. 
Bloody awesome. Still a girl says, uh, you, you guys think that Flacco will throw the game? No. <laughs> Imagine if he did that. I don't know. I don't think he will. I think that 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 narrative. Oh. I like the still still girl brought anyway brought it up. The reason why I don't think that's the case is I think I don't think Flacco wants to retire just yet. I think Flacco True. wants to sit there as a two a number two on a on a team that could compete and so and not on the <gasps> Jets. So I don't. So, think you, so you're saying it. we're going to bring in Flacco next year as our backup quarterback? No, you know the name I heard bandied around the other day that I don't mind. Taylor Heineke. Hmm. I'd bring that guy in as a number two he's, for sure. He's got he's got guts, man. He's got I don't guts. think Mason's back. I, I I would be open to Mason being the actual backup, but I don't think he's back. I know you did a show on this on Steel Nation, so everyone can. Or it might have been unofficial mm. Steelers podcast with Daniel J, who's on somewhere BTSC. <laughs> somewhere he did one. I saw one of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a there's a few different names and people talk about Case Keenum um, about that. But I um. You know, I'd love to be the backup. I'd love Jared Goff to be the backup, but he's paying, getting paid way too much, and Detroit won't move on from him. I don't think this offseason. No. I'll wait for the following year. Um, but let's, that's an offseason discussion, uh, really, for me. But I don't, I don't see Flacco throwing this game. I don't think so. Plus, I, they got a run I, I game, right? Do. I don't know if Brees Hall's out or not, but like Michael Carter can run the football. Why can't we bring back Dobbs? That's what I, I was talking uh, about that too. I don't want to go into this. That's Why? not the answer. That's not the answer. He's backup, mate. He's, he's QB too. He doesn't need uh, to be starter. Not the answer. All right, Mark. Score He's prediction got a, I'm for tell, this week. I'm telling you now. I reckon Titans are going to win that game. Yeah, no, they might. I just don't think it, it, this goes back to what I talked about with Canada recently with you. I'm like, if if Kenny Pickett is it, let's say sixty to seventy percent of his hundred percent growth, right? Hmm. Is Matt Canada getting the getting the extra 40 percent? Or is Matt Canada only capable of getting an extra ten percent? I think he's just the same scared. thing with Dobbs. You see, you see, like at hundred percent of what he's ever going to achieve, he's probably pretty close, and that's not enough to win three or four games for the Steelers each season. Therefore, it's not the, he's not the number two. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think he, he played pretty good in that game in, in his first start. He hasn't been given a real, real chance, in my opinion. He hasn't been given a chance anywhere. He just gets gets shipped around. Yeah, there. look, I, I'd, want, I'd need to see a full preseason. I'm not. I don't hate it, but I, I'd I'd love him as the Steelers quarterback three again. That's what I like. I mean, if he's better than the quarterback two and proves it, fine. Um, yeah, but he's so he's playing. Uh, Dobbs is playing uh, Titans versus Jags. I tell you right now, I think the Jags already think they've haven't won, but they, I don't think they do. To be honest, I think the Titans might come out and win that game. Oh, I'm, I'm, I like the I'm Jags. Being honest, in that one. I like the Jags in that one. But really, we'll I like your team Jags and team Titans. I, I think I think they're gonna. I know the Titans season's been has been falling apart, but I actually think they might win that game. All right, so back to Steelers. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This should be good banter between you and I. Um, back to Steelers. Score prediction to clock for this week's game. Oh, you know what? Okay, let's go. Let's go all out. To, let's go all out today. Let's go thirty-one. Uh, thirty-one to eleven. That will do something weird. Wait, eleven? <laughs> no, I have to get. They have to get. Uh, no, not eleven. Thirty-one to uh, twelve. That's I'm gonna go twenty-six sixteen. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D, as always. Go, Steelers. You know